December the 6th, 2023, 1 Samuel chapter 6, a just God. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. And Father God, we thank you this morning. We thank you for this, another opportunity. It's Wednesday morning and you've awakened us with a mind and a heart that's prepared to receive from you this day our daily bread. You are our Father, you are our God. You are our Lord, our Savior. We rest in the abundance of your provision. We love you, Father God. Thank you this morning. For it's in the precious name of your son, Jesus, that we pray. And family, I thank you. Thank you for this, another opportunity you've given me to share in your quiet time, your personal time with the Lord our God. As I say each and every morning, it's an honor and it's a privilege and I do not take it lightly. We're in 1 Samuel chapter 6 on today and the Ark of the Covenant of God, has, as we have learned, is, is within the sovereignty of God. And, and yes, it is a, is it a, it's a symbol of, of God's presence. However, it is God that decides how he displays his power concerning it. We learn that power in hand can be used interchangeably to determine imminent activity. This power used in these verses in the Hebrew is kap, K-A-P. We are asked to see where we see ourselves, our family and our community in the stories that we are reading and what is the character of God concerning each character. And finally, are you praying and waiting for something from God or have already received it? And what are you doing with what you have received already or in the process of receiving your waiting period? Today, the ark is returned to Israel. and We ask Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us and direct us as we yield to your will. First Samuel chapter six, a just God. The ark of the Lord was in the country of the Philistines seven months. And the Philistines called for the priests and the diviners and said, What shall we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us with what we shall send it to its place. They said, If you send away the ark of God of the Israel, do not send it empty, but by all means return him a guilt offering. Then you will be healed, and it will be known to you why his hand does not turn away from you. And they said, what is the guilt offering that we shall return to him? They answered, Five golden tumors and five golden mice, according to the number of the lords of the Philistines. For the same plague was on all of you and on your gods. So you must make images of your tumors and images of your mice that ravaged the land and give glory to the God of Israel. Perhaps he will lighten his hand from off you and your gods and your land. Why should you harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts? 
after he had dealt severely with them, did they not send the people away and they departed? Now then, take and prepare a new cart and two milk cows on which there has never come a yoke, and yoke the cows to the cart. But take their calves home away from them, and take the ark of the Lord and place it on the cart, and put in a box at its side the figures of gold which you are returning to him as a guilt offering. Then send it off and let it go its way and watch. If it goes up on the way to its own land, to Beth Shemesh, then it is he who has done us this great harm. But if not, then we shall know that it is not his hand that struck us. It happened to us by coincidence. The men did so and took two milk cows and yoked them to the cart and shut up their calves at home. And they put the ark of the Lord on the cart and the box with the golden mice and the images of their tumors. And the cows went straight in the direction of Beth Shemesh along one highway, lowing as they went. They turned neither to the right nor to the left, and the lords of the Philistines went after them as far as the border of Beth Shemesh. Now the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their harvests, their wheat harvests, in the valley. And when they lifted up their eyes and saw the ark, they rejoiced to see it. The ark came into the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh and stopped there. A great stone was there, and they split up the wood of the ark of the cart and covered and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. And the Levites took down the ark of the Lord and the box that was beside it, in which were the golden figures, and set them upon a great stone. And the men of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and sacrificed sacrifices on that day to the Lord. And when the five lords of the Philistines saw it, they returned that day to Ekron. These are the golden tumors that the Philistines returned as a guilt offering to the Lord, one for Ashdod, one for Gaza, one for Ashkelon, one for Gath, one for Ekron, and the golden mice according to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both fortified cities and unwalled villages. The great stone beside which they set the ark of the Lord is a witness to this day in the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh. And he struck some of the men of Beth Shemesh, because they looked upon the ark of the Lord. He struck seventy men of them, and the people mourned because the Lord had struck the people with a great blow. Then the men of Beth Shemesh said, Who is able to stand before the Lord, this holy God? And to whom shall he go up away from us? So they sent messengers to the inhabitants of kiriath Jerium, saying, The Philistines have returned the ark of the Lord. Come down and take it up to you. My Lord, Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. A just God. God is truly a good family. And, and after suffering the humiliation of their God, Dagon, and the painful and faithful consequences of God's plague, the Philistine lords decided to return the ark of the Lord to Israel. In accordance with their superstitious techniques, they 
consulted their priests and diviners or diviners who advised them to send the ark back accompanied with tokens of tribute in the form of five golden tumors and five gold rats representing the five Philistine cities. These offerings to Israel's God would indicate their acknowledgement of his superiority. Furthermore, family, the, the ark should be sent on a new driverless cart, the scripture says, as, as a further test of the source of their troubles. If the animals, which was two cows still nursing their young and, and not previously yoked, pulled the cart directly back to Israel, it will be clear that Israel's God had indeed caused their affliction. But if they wandered aimlessly about, the Philistines could attribute their misfortune to mere chance. But we know it wasn't just a mere chance. Yahweh, the Lord God, was in control. The Israelites were so overjoyed to see the ark after seven months that they offered a sacrifice of cows to the Lord at Beth Shemesh, the border town where the ark had been directed, about 15 miles west of Jerusalem. Unfortunately, the people of Beth Shemesh not only rejoiced at the return of the ark and offered sacrifices and worship, but they desecrated it by opening it and, and, and looking inside it, perhaps, perhaps to see if the stone tablets of the law, the covenant, were still inside. This violated the Mosaic statue that only Levites could handle the ark and, and not even they could touch it directly to say nothing of looking inside it. And we understand this and read this, if you remember, in the book of Numbers chapter 4. Disobedience in this respect would bring death. The sin of the people of Beth Shemesh was a deliberate, high-handed violation of the clear will of God. According to the, um, the New International Version and a few uh, Hebrew manuscripts, 70 people were put to death. But then there, there are some other Hebrew manuscripts, however, that say 50,070 were put to death to put to death this this seems to be an unusually large number but it may be accounted for in some yet unknown way but that still is to be determined the point of course is that not only believers or unbelievers the philistines suffer when the law of god is disregarded but believers the israelites also suffer when they do not conform to God's strict requirements. After this disaster at Beth Shemesh, the ark was moved again, this time to Keriath Jerim, which is about 10 miles uh, uh, northwest of Jerusalem. And no doubt the ark was taken there rather than to Shiloh because if you remember, Shiloh was destroyed by the Philistines, perhaps after the Battle of Aphek in chapter 4. The ark remained in the custody of the family of Abinadab, and we'll see that on tomorrow in chapter 7. The application here, family, is that God is faithful 
and just. When we intentionally sin, there are consequences. Yes, when we sincerely repent, we will be forgiven. However, God still maintains the right to impose on us any consequences he deems fit or allow any consequences. Remember, we just read in the book of Romans, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul answered, by no means. Father God, the text that we read on today highlights the concept that you are a God that is faithful and just. The title and the and the theme of this platform. It emphasizes that when we intentionally commit a sin, there are consequences that follow. And although, yes, we can be forgiven if we sincerely repent, God, we know that you still reserve the right to impose any consequence that you deem fit or allow any consequence to occur. This is in line with what we read in the book of Romans where Paul asked the question, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? And he answers it by saying, by no means. This means, Father God, that we should not take your grace for granted and, and continue to sin intentionally as it goes against the very essence of our faith. It is our desire to walk upright before you, Lord, that we might honor you, praise you, and exalt your holy name. We love you, Lord God, because you first loved us. And without you, we are nothing. We bless you, we praise you, and we pray in the precious and majestic name of your Son, Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Family, do be encouraged on today. Let this word carry you through your day, through your night, into the morning, as we meet again with the Lord our God. And those of you, my friends, soon to be family, perhaps you do not clearly understand these words that were spoken on today, and we know that it's because of sin. Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives. But God said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If out of your mouth you call upon the name of Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. Your eyes shall be opened, your ears shall hear, you shall taste and see that the Lord our God, he is good and he is worthy to be praised. And we want to walk with you, family. This journey was not made to be walked alone. It was made to be shared with and in community. We love you. Indeed, we do. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. In the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory, hallelujah.